Hey, you commies, this is In the Mood. Where we're changing perspectives each episode at a time. All right, all right, all right. So we have a new week. New week. We survived the final, thank God, uh, debate. Survived the Rona. Survived the Rona, survived Twitter fingers, survived. Uh, And you know what? Let's just go ahead and just have like a little woo, 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 woo. Little little red siren here. What what is this the second day in a row? Saturday was the first, and then Sunday tops eighty three thousand coronavirus cases. Speaking of Corona, well, it actually started uh, the day after Donald Trump at the debate Thursday night said, "We are rounding the corner, and we are getting to the end of this virus." And then the next day, the U.S. had the most single day cases ever. But you know what? Those numbers are just—they're just. They're just ex- exploded so for all of you that think that it's inflated first off where the fuck did you come up with that facebook or like what actual data do you have fact checkers fact checkers you know uh where is it where's that uh i saw it on snoop i saw it on rightwingnews.net but anyway yeah so you know and then today was another eighty-two thousand, and within the next few weeks they're going to be close to over a hundred thousand cases a day a triple digits day and it's, you know, that, that's those six-figure cases right there. And it's not that complicated. Like, just wear a fucking mask. Like, there's, and literally, it comes down to, do we trust scientists who's dedicated their lives to studying this? Or do we trust a guy that thinks that wind turbines killing birds are the reason that we don't need to have wind energy? I mean... A, a threat like, to the environment. It's killing it, too many birds. It kills so many birds. I'm just like the actual. So if we're getting to the nitty gritty right here, is mm-hmm. is wind turbine power like? Is that really such a bad source of energy? Like no. each different part of the country has a different thing that is good for. You know, like Florida has a lot more solar energy. California a lot more solar energy. In the but Midwest, what about people that say West? That's where your uh, wind. Energy comes from. What about people that say you know what solar energy is a bunch of bullshit because it takes so much time, so many. Show me, show me any proof of that. You get no, no, no. But what what they're saying is it takes so you have to have so many of those panels installed in order for it to. You know what I mean? Not really. I mean, look in California; they have like two panels per house, and that can power their house. So no, it's called quit looking in the 1970s when Don when Ronald Reagan originally ripped the energy panels off of the White House. 1980s though. Yeah, yeah. You said 70s. Oh, did I say 70s? Oh, I'm. That's you. Jimmy I'll, Carter. I'll, I was thinking of Jimmy Carter and the Texas Torpedo. There you go. That's another episode for another day. That's another blunt for another day. But uh, anyway, uh, stop thinking from that time period and show me any facts that sh- that prove your point, and then we'll talk. Yeah, there's going to be cost up front along with anything. There was cost up front when we first started drilling for oil, but they pay for themselves in the long No, run. actually, if you want to get technical, the Middle East pays for it. <laughs> That's we what the, the Middle East that is, the war on terrorism. You know, that's a that's a blunt for another day, man. It's almost like we're still there because there's oil. It's almost like these areas that we're still occupying. But what about have tremendous resources? But you know what? Trump said that this is the first time we are energy dependent. Energy independent. Ind- no, no, I thought it's like depend. Like oh, we are dependent. Yeah. Yes, but he claims that we're independent, and no, we're not independent. If we were independent, we would not be buying oil from the Middle East. Like, he, it's just, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, anywho, uh, quick little temp check. How do you think uh, the 
debate went. So I think that, you know, Joe was just stammering on like he always does. And he I think the most coherent and on message. I'm going to be honest. Donald Trump actually did. A, I'm just being real here. Donald Trump did a lot better this one, this election than any of the two. Or is it because we set the bar so fucking low? It's not that low. I mean, I, the I, mean, la- I think the lady fucking tried to go after him and fact yeah, check him every single fact, time. Yeah, fact check. Yeah, but like, concept. yes, exactly. But, you know, you have to understand and listen to what the president has to say, though, sometimes. like You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, but if he makes a false statement, you have to call him on. And I think it comes down to, for me at least, like we set the bar so low that you're a 74-year-old man that we're having to say, well, he only interrupted 38 times this time, so we're proud of him. Is that doing good or is it just less mediocre, in my opinion? And still, I noticed even when he was called on shit, he had no substance to back it up. He would just change different subjects or he would too. Keep blaming China. Or he would blame, or, uh, he's like, Joe. This is all your fault eight years ago. You had the power to do I'm like, dude, Obama was in office. Obama was the president, and they only had control of Congress for two years. And then the Republicans took over the Senate and the House. So first off. Second off, um, every time that he was called on something, his response had no substance. He was blaming China. He was doing this. But when Joe Biden, he literally said, okay, here's my plan. Boom, boom, boom. Four bullet points. But why is it that like people don't understand? Like, why is it people are looking just for like a like a reality TV series with Trump is what people like? like and, and that's you know, and Fox News plays up the stereotype that you were just talking about of Joe Biden stammering on and incoherent. When really, he was on point. He was on. He so was on point. 70, but what is he? 70, 78. 78 year old man. He is doing great. I think, in my opinion, and he proved that he. Please is tell us why that you don't think so. Are you asking me? No, we're talking about the people. Oh, I thought you meant. I was like, I just glazed out the points. No. Yes. Uh, anybody listening, please comment. I want to know, please. What is the bad deal about Sleepy Joe? Why did Why did they give him the nickname? <laughs> Where did this nickname come from? Where did you first hear that nickname? That's what I want to know. It's either going to be Facebook or Sean Hannity, one of the two. No, it's Tucker Carlson. No, no, you were you were you were jerking off to Tucker Carlson's Tucker hair. Tucker Carlson, you know, and you know. I mean, he does have some wispy hair, but I mean, come on now. That that Matthew McConaughey <laughs> smile can only go so far, man. <laughs> he's like, he's like Matthew McConaughey gained the freshman fifteen or freshman twenty, right there. But anyway, I just I I really don't like Tucker Carlson. I'm sorry. He's like that annoying frat guy that I knew in college that you everybody knows in college. That like he gets plastered every night of the week, and he get he still somehow manages to pass by because his dad donated like two million dollars to the university so he still passes with like a b and he knows that he has a job waiting after college and he wears socks with crocs he's one of those people but anyway he wears no shows with crocs because <laughs> he wants to feel you know like, what is it he wants to feel a little he don't want to feel peer he don't want to feel peer pressure that's what it is it's cancel culture if they if they force him to not wear socks so regarding the main topic of our episode we're getting into the whole socialism what exactly ooh, i don't know ooh, you met you know you made donald trump quiver right there we will not we will not be a socialist country not be a socialist country anyway even though i take socialized medicine you know I, unless it's me having to get treated for the coronavirus which you know i'm okay with socialized medicine but it's okay but it's not good enough for you anyway Keep going. So exactly what is it? Let's talk about socialism for a second. So it's that boogeyman term that everybody hears. 
And they always automatically, when you picture socialism, what do you picture? I picture taken from the rich and given to the poor. Okay, you have a normal, uh, decent view. But what country were you always taught to picture? Very like Venezuela or yeah. like shitty countries like that. And see, just no, well, I'm not. I'm not saying they're shitty, but shitty yeah. run countries. Yeah, you know what I mean. All of those countries, just like there's many different versions of everything. There's not socialism can't be narrowed down into one thing. There's different variations of socialism. There's a libertarian socialism. There's Christian socialism. There's which is uh, underline underline. What was the second one? Uh, Christian socialism, which I believe we will be spending a decent amount of time on. Throughout so this stay tuned. Stay tuned. Boom, boom. Uh, there's libertarian, Christian, democratic socialism, which I'm a huge proponent of. There is regular, and, and so it's not just socialism and a blanket covering. And everybody always gets socialism and communism and stuff, but they're totally different. But anyway, socialism is essentially the collective ownership of the means of production. So industry, like um, any kind of public industry, energy, uh, like, you know, uh, like the power companies, the water companies, all that. Public Alabama Power, basically. Yeah. For for us people living down south, or or the uh, what's the company that combines the Southern Company as an example? You know that controls the whole Southeast. You know what I mean? So all those public industries are collectively owned by the government, but the government is decided upon by the people, democratically elected by the people. So the people determine who's in charge in the government and kind of like it's collectively owned by the people essentially is it though really yeah how socialism should work should but, but then other authoritarian versions of socialism like venezuela like um you know the soviet union different things like that throughout time that's have, communism though right no really never been a pure communist state not even communist china because in communist china uh everything is there is no private property at all um in theoretical communism, but there's never actually been a pure communist state. Um, and so the socialist socialism, it's a collectively owned, communally owned, or you can say that by the people or the state. And in theory, socialism, as it should happen, the people, your input into society is where you're the amount of money you get back. So, like, your wealth is determined by how much you contribute to society. So, if you are, and it doesn't. So, matter. are you talking about getting taxed, right? In a sense, like, with how much you contribute to your society, more like your wages and things yeah, like that. Like, yeah, the more weight, the more you make, the more you pay in taxes. Crazy concept. So, like, Jeff Bezos, he, Jeff Bezos, um, Bill Gates, anybody, millionaires, billionaires, Elon Musk, yeah. Those people, if you make more, you pay more in taxes. And you know what? Unlike Trump's ide ideology, of, you know, taxes, but yes. Trump's ideology of taxing is just giving corporate tax breaks, right? In yeah. order, so can you explain to the people why he, Trump he's all about not giving the millionaires and billionaires, making them pay, making Those them are the pay. People that contribute to his. Um, is it necessarily all about the campaign though, or is it, or is it all about like just I mean, influence in the world or influence I mean, in the decisions right, that he makes? Who, if you can't, if you donate a shit ton of money to a campaign, you know that you're going to have influence in that upcoming uh, administration. But yeah, it's and it's his people that he's acquaintances with. There's a lot of uh, 
conflicts of interest. But anyway, so there's more power given to the people to decide than just a select few in capitalist societies, i.e. our society. We have a select few who has control of the wealth. And you know that the more wealth you have, the more power you have. God, I don't I, People don't under, seem to understand that. I don't though. understand why people are so fucking against like. Why are you against taxing people who have more than you? And it, it doesn't make sense because literally we have people that make twenty and thirty thousand dollars a year coming to the defense of bil- millionaires and billionaires saying, Oh, don't make them pay taxes. Why not? You're paying more in taxes than them. It doesn't make sense. And it's like the people But my thing is like you said, the if Biden were to get elected, mm-hmm. his Biden plan is taxing everyone that makes over four hundred K. Yeah. I, and what, like you said, what fucking pisses me off is the fact that you had people making 50 to 60 grand a year complaining about the 400 K getting taxed whenever you, that's not affecting you. You're not, you're not getting affected whatsoever. You make under 400 K. So you're not getting, your taxes aren't exactly. budgeting. Exactly. You're still going to be getting taxed, but it's just making everybody else that has loopholes to get out of paying taxes actually pay taxes. And so where's the issue with that? Please, please, anybody comment to me and tell me how that is a bad thing. Please, uh, at me, at me. But anyway, uh, the diff- one of the main differences between communism and socialism is that, and it's oft- often really confused because everybody pictures, like you said, Venezuela. They picture the or, corrupt, poorly yeah, run countries yeah. instead of like standardized, standardized. Authoritarian countries that are led by a dictatorship. But in reality, socialism, it's not really, it's a less rigid, rigid, excuse me, a less rigid uh, setup. And, you know, you're able to achieve these things without overthrowing the government. And that's where the issues have come up with, like, Venezuela and all these other uh, socialist countries. What we think of and what I'm a huge proponent of is what's called social democracy or democratic socialism. So it calls for a lot more social reforms, i.e. and redistributing the wealth, which means people that make more pay more in taxes to help benefit the rest of society with like uh, education, health care, all the different uh, social security, social security. We'll get to that in a second. And it still uses the capitalist system. So it's not doing away with capitalism. Democratic socialism just works with. Is it like a just capital. a component? Like, yeah, yeah. There's still a capitalism. Like you're still able to own your own business. There's just more checks or more regulations. Or, but 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 some. Okay, but let me ask you this though: Do you agree with the amount of time it takes a person to open a business? Like, you should say, do you have? Why is it? What? Let me ask you this: Why do people? Why is it like jumping through so many government hoops to even open a business in the first place? Whenever it should be as I have this, then you should buy this, you know, and if you want it, buy it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a expert on how to start a business. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but do you think it's honestly a little bit unfair? The amount of startup and the amount of checks and balances you have to go through to even open one. I don't know if it's as much hoops through the government as much as it's harder for somebody starting out like us that are middle class to put have the money the capital up front than it is for somebody that already is a millionaire you know it's easy to make money when you already got money it's hard nearly impossible to make money if you don't got money so it's about 
who has access to resources, more, more resources, in my opinion. But yeah, it's just, you know, democratic socialism gives more power to the people, i.e. the democratic part, not it's a Democrat. No, it's democratic, meaning more power to the people. But everybody has a better chance to succeed, not just a few. So, but, you know. So time, basically what you're saying was all these concepts, what you were listing off was something in biblical terms Jesus was. <laughs> well, you know, I it's a very good belief that, yeah, Jesus was socialist. Think about it. And you know what? You just made all the, you know what? You made Rick Burgess have a just fucking come apart. Come at me, Rick. I would love to discuss this with you. And you know what? And you know what? We may even, we may even meet you at your. I'll come to your. We'll come to you, man. I'll come to your turf. Come on your turf. I'll come on your turf. But anyway, Rick Burgess and to everybody else that just shat themselves. And first off, let's even preface this. This is not knocking Christianity. We're not. We're we're exposing the truths about I'm, I'm building up Christianity right here. But talk but see everybody automatically says, "Ooh, socialism bad." Still can't describe why socialism's bad, but you're putting it with Christianity, you're blasphemy. But you know, Christianity by nature is social. It's dealing with loving thy neighbor, taking treating care, other ones as they were to want to be treated. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Um you know, loving thy neighbor and helping the poor, all of that. So just let's, I'm the, I got a couple of little examples of Jesus and how he was a socialist, okay? Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Forgive debts, distribute, redistribute wealth, the liber, liberation of the oppressed, take care of the poor. Those are just neighbor. some prime examples, right? Yeah, just from, I'm paraphrasing from Luke chapter 4, verse 18. You know, talking except for all these fact checking people. Yeah, so I'm giving you examples. Unlike our president, I don't just make claims. Bold, no boldless claims that have no sustenance, right? Yes, yeah, so I don't just make these random ass claims. I'm and I don't blame everything on fucking China. It's not everything's China's fault. I shit my pants earlier today. It's China's. It's fault. China's fault. I have no control of my bowels. It's China's fault. Melania will not have sex with me. Melania hasn't touched me in months. I blame China. President Xi. I blame you, President Xi. Jesus heals the sick. Huh. Medicare for all. Feeds the hungry. Ooh. Ooh, we're going in right here. You know, he. and then when Jesus was killed, he said he taught his uh, disciples to spread the gospel but of love. But another thing, taking care of another thing that Jesus did not like is tax collectors. He really could not stand tax collectors right there. You know, there's the example of him at the church completely throwing people out of the church because they were gam yeah, yeah they were gambling they were taking they were collecting taxes. I mean, even one of his disciples was a tax collector, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, and he showed him the error of his ways. And you know, few really, few really even acknowledge socialism as a good thing, but everybody can agree with all these different. They're tenets. first to shit on it though. Yeah, they're the first to shit on it, but they agree with all these different tenets of Christianity. And, the poor. and or socialism that some, that you may even bring up random facts that they, you, they're going to agree with it and they don't even okay. know it. Now we're going to get to that in a minute of how socialism has infiltrated the U.S. since the 1930s. All right, good old FDR, which everybody loves. That, that's us later on. Yeah. 
And so, you know, they talk about how in Matthew chapter 6, verses 24, they he's against the idol, idol, idolatry. There we go. I cannot say that word. Blame it on the... A, a, what does that mean? Called idolatry of money. You cannot idolize live for, it. Yeah, you can't idolize money. You cannot focus your whole life on money, which by definition, capitalism is... A, the Whoever has the most amount of wealth. Yeah, accumulating wealth. And if you don't accumulate wealth, you lose it. If you're not first, you're last. That is... A, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Booby. Ricky Booby. Ricky Booby and Gregory. Ricky Booby. Gregory. And my husband Gregory. Gregory. Uh, have you seen... I, I want to see this new Borat movie, by the way. But You know what? That's... You know what? Shout out to Rudy Giuliani. He made himself very famous. He just jizzed. What, what is it in... Uh, he was... Rumor has it, the girl dressed up to be a 13-year-old... Oh. No, no, like a 16-year-old reporter and interviewing him and all that stuff and like... He, he was, like, showing him trying to take advantage of her and all that stuff, in hmm. a sense. Hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, just real shady shit. Rudy Giuliani doing something shady? <laughs> Who would have thought that? But, anyway. You should have seen the shoes that he was wearing. You need to look up the shoes. They were oh. they were boat-toed. Boat-toed? Boat wide at the end. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? They, they were uh, slip-ons, like, you know what I mean? He's such an old. I know. I'm sorry. And, and you know what? And fun. he's about yay tall. He's about five foot three. And, and you know what? He's just trying to get his nut off. He just wanted. He hadn't in years. Because who would want that? But anyway. Um, and then, you know, God, Jesus talks about being on guard against greed. That life isn't about the possessions you accumulate. You know, these are calling out uh, different tenets of greed and capitalism. And another verse is, if I'm not mistaken... What is it about the rich man and the uh, the poor man? Yeah, it's easier for um, a camel to go through or go through an eye of a needle yes. than for a rich man to equal heaven. Jesus said, "Follow me. Leave your possessions. Give up your possessions and follow me." And the rich man said, "No, I cannot." And he was like talking about how to you know be like you. He said, "Give up your possessions and follow me," and he couldn't. Jesus spends his whole life thirty four years. Yeah, thirty four and a third. Get it right. But uh, I learned that, um, you know, spend your whole life or spend his whole life preaching to love thy neighbor, to give under Caesar what is Caesar's and uh, give the, you know, talking about paying your taxes. Pay, yeah, like and also contributing 10 percent to the to the church as well. Mm -hmm. All of these things are by definition, the more money you are worth, the more you would give. Right. 10 percent. Yeah, percent to a millionaire is a lot more than ten percent. Exactly, worth thirty bucks. Right, you know. But anyway, it's just you know, there's countless examples of Jesus healing the poor. I don't think they had a set up health system back then, did they? Did I, Jesus get paid for his? I, I doubt Jesus was throwing out vaccines left and right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I'd, I'd, I'd imagine him in the in the in the little face shield trying to give give those injections. <laughs> I'm healing you, foul spirits. Come, foul spirits, come, come out. <laughs> Well, have you seen those some of those uh, monasteries on TV? Whenever they literally like the pastor will just fling his arms, and then like five hundred people will fall down because yeah, they get like they're like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just people. I don't understand how people don't under get it, or I don't ask you to. You I'm, know, I'm not asking Joel Osteen to sell another one of his private jets. You know what I mean? Well, but I mean, 
if Jesus tells him to, just like Jesus told him to buy that second private jet to spread the good news. But, you know, that's another story for another day. But, you know, Christianity at its heart teaches us to go against greed and to love Go against neighbor. natural human behaviors, yeah, basically. Yeah, go against natural human behaviors and love thy neighbor as thyself. And at the heart of socialism, by definition, it is giving up personal interest to help thy neighbor, to help everyone. And for so, the common good, yeah, basically. for the common good. And it's not saying that you're going to go without. It just means that everybody else that has you, the same it, opportunities. And you know what? You're not, you may just, instead of making $8 billion, you may make 7 God forbid, you know? If you can help little Timmy get health care by giving up a half a bill or half a million dollars, uh, you know that that could pay for five people's health insurance for life. You know, yeah, like good God, no pun intended. But you know, and it's like this is not some radical thing. Think about today. We got Pope Francis, who is a badass pope. I have to say, I, you know what? You just made a person I know just shit his pants. Good. You know why? Because. He goes everything against the Bible. There's nothing that go. The Pope is he's he's just the he's a wolf's in sheep's clothing is what they say. Ow. They say he's against everything. You know why? You know why? Because he because he cares for gay people. And he God said he said you know why he said he said all all people are children of God. Yeah, literally the Pope said you know what instead and the, but you know what just because you may be experiencing um you know what just because you may be gay you know what just because you are. You're going to hell because you feel like that, and you—that's your choice. But yet, I'm gonna yeah, fuck everything that walks over there. But don't worry about my uh, own sin. I want to focus in on your quote. Because you, sin. you know why? Because you, you're every day just because you love somebody else that you can't help who you love. You are I'm just going to cast judgment, even though I'm going to base it off of writings from 2,500 years ago that were that have been changed over time because of people's fucking agendas. Because the original Bible was orally transmitted, orally, and so who knows how it's changed. But you know what? That's what. That, but they say, you know what? That's the Holy Bible. There's nothing that is that should be changed out of there, and there was nothing added. But and you realize how you realize God there was different people. Us, God also gave us the wonderful gift of critical thinking, and being able to think for ourselves, and to realize that things and opinions change over time. Because it's called evolution. You mean evolution? People's minds evolve, if you want to say that, even if you're against evolution. But all that to say, you know, people's minds change over time. Because, you know, back in the 1800s, if a woman showed her ankles or shoulders, she was thought to go to hell. So, you know, people change over time. Minds change and opinions change. For the better. Yeah, for the better. Because no offense, who, who wants to live in a society where if you wear, you can't even wear shorts without getting, you know, you know what I mean? Like, who wants to get bullied just because you want to wear different types of clothes? Right. You're not that person. You're not that person, so you can't really have any judgment in their life. Right. And, you know, these are the main things that Pope Francis has taught are the main sins facing the earth today. Income inequality. Uh, unchecked poverty. The gap between the rich and the poor and the greed that is preventing people from, you know, having a, a life that, you know, th that's led to this rash of poverty. And, you know, we're so worried about making money and we're better off than 90 percent of the earth. You know, it's like we're OK with 
people that are starving in Africa and all these third world countries. And we're okay that the country right below us has pretty much been taken over by corruption and we don't want to help that. Instead, yeah. we, we want to build a wall to separate ourselves from that yeah. completely. Yeah. God didn't tell us to love thy neighbor in the United States. God told us to love thy neighbor around the that world. That means, that you know, just love thy neighbor, period. That doesn't mean just somebody that looks like you, just somebody that votes like you, just somebody living in your country. It means love thy neighbor. It means love that same person in Japan as it is in Africa, yes. as it is in yes. Germany, as it is in Russia, yes. all the above. You can even love people with puppy nipples, okay? I don't like them, but you can love They're them. They're fun to pinch, but other than that. <laughs> but uh, I just had to go on my soapbox right there. But some and an interesting example I want to give. In the 1880s, have you heard of the man Francis Bellamy? I doubt much people have. No, probably not. He was a Baptist minister in the 1880s who preached this thing called the social gospel. And he preached that Jesus was a socialist. Okay, so I was talking about Francis Bellamy, and I guarantee nobody has ever heard of him. Not a name. single person probably knew, threw their hand up when you said that. Every single. But you know what? You and when you when you were in elementary school, yep. every single one of you recited what he wrote. So um, that's a taser. Um, and that's what Ka Kaepernick's kneeling at too. Exactly. Over the pledge. So Francis Bellamy wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, and in the 1880s, he was a Baptist minister. So a preacher who preached about the social gospel, he preached that Jesus was a socialist, which is the argument we've been making this entire time. Or was he a socialist? Yeah, it's up for you to decide, but, you to decide. but wink, wink, star, star. Yeah. Bellamy argued that he was. He was actually fired from his job for claiming this because he had the radical idea that men and women were equal. That we should take care of our neighbor. Hence women's rights. Hence. This was during an age of unchecked corporate greed during the Gilded Age. Um, what, like the people, like the coal people and the, uh, what, Vanderbilt, what, what was his name? Yeah, Vanderbilt, uh, Mellon, Rockefeller, Rockefeller, Carnegie, all those people. Um, unchecked wealth. Government had no control over it, so people were just being exploited like crazy because there was no workers' rights. So Bellamy preached against it. And, you know, he, you know, preached for the rights of the working people, the uh, redistribution of wealth, talking that, you know, everybody had the right to a prosperous life, not just a select few. He was fired from his job for that. And he went on to write... Over a freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, literally. They said that he was too radical, you know, because crazy concepts that we all accept as common sense today. But he wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, and the Pledge of Allegiance did not originally include under God. Ironically enough, it was in, included. What was substituted? Or is it, or it was just. It was included, inserted into the Pledge of Allegiance in 1953 by Congress. Now, he died in what year? He died in the 1890s. So, you know, 50 years after he died, they inserted it. Funny enough. But um, he wrote the Pledge of Allegiance as a way to, he saw it as a way to bring the nation together against unchecked corporate greed in hopes of creating a just and equitable United States. How ironic is that? That's like that's like modern day what people want to happen. It's like the same issues plaguing the country back then are still plaguing it today. Isn't that something? So, you know, we've kind of covered this Christian socialism, pretty much just living out the Bible as it says to, 
but putting it in a modern sense of how to truly love thy neighbor. You love thy neighbor by giving them all access to health care. You love thy neighbor by giving them access to a decent education. You love thy neighbor by giving them clean air and clean water to breathe and drink. You love thy neighbor by, by not them trashing your environment. By not trashing your environment. God gave us this as a gift. And we could, shouldn't just shit on it like we're doing and say, well, fuck it. Hence the uh, Tyson chicken plant where, yes. where how many liters of like just of just chemicals spilled in the in the what river was it? Cobber River, wasn't it? Shit. I don't I don't all I know was that it was completely polluted to hell and back and and, and they got fined for like eight or ten million or like yeah. it was a small what they little make in a couple of hours. Yeah. But the business makes in a couple of hours. So what I'm saying is God gave it to us as a gift. And if we're supposed to love thy neighbor as thyself, doesn't that mean taking care of our environment? Doesn't that mean taking paying care your of, fair share? Paying your fair share to take care of the environment, and not not just the environment, to take care of other people who may not. By by you know by proxy that means taking care of other people. But see, once you can get past the blinders of Republican and conservative propaganda, you see that these things aren't that radical. It's what you read and preach about every fucking Sunday at church. It's what you're singing your hymns for. It's what what yeah, you fucking. It's how you, it's how you actually live out what you love so much on Sunday. So every time you get up to say that this has just been laid on your heart, well, this has just been laid on my heart. This is how you live out the tenets of the Bible. This is how you live out what Jesus told us to do. Our Sunday service, damn it. Yes. Exclamation point. Hashtag hashtag blessed. So, um. Talking about some myths, we kind of covered the tenets of Christian socialism. We covered the argument that Jesus was a socialist. And, you know, it's called, it's not just argument, it's called points. You know, also that point, we're giving evidence to give you just an idea. You know, this we're not, we're not. This isn't, yeah, it's just. We're wanting you to broaden your horizon, open your mind, open your perspective, no. change your perspective, and open your mind one episode at a time. So critically thinking is not a bad thing. That's not blasphemy. And you know what? Why is it that people get punished or look frowned upon just for having a different idea? That's what I'm saying. Because it makes people feel uncomfortable. Because it, it makes it's not self reflect on maybe something that they've thought was law their entire life is wrong. Think about this: slavery used to be legal. In the in the biblical times too. Yeah. You know how it relates. You know how you know how it relates. There was slaves in Egypt during uh, during Moses then yeah. during that time. So slavery used to be considered good. And, and it said, and it also says in the Bible that uh, for you to respect your masters too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You also you know could stone your wife if she was raped. But yes. Um, so you know all these different things that were once considered radical are now just kind of common sense that, okay, that's not a good thing. So all that to say, just because somebody may have a difference of opinion, and I'm talking to you every single fucking citizen of the state of Alabama, just because you may think differently doesn't make it bad. You know, be open to other perspectives, <coughs> Doug Jones, and just be open to other people's thinking because we hear your shit all the time. And the moment, in so, the moment, you want to complete comment. Everybody wants to double and gang bang you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Literally, like I listen to your shit all the time on Facebook. 
about how, you know, we're snowflakes, about how Democrats... We're offended are, by every little thing. Democrats are hypo- hypocritical. How are you going to pay for no social... You're murder. Murder. You're murder. Murder. You know, Joe Biden, he sniffs little girls, like, whatever. Even though it is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny photos. Yes, it's photoshopped funny shit, yes. But, but you know what? It gets old. If you are so triggered by what you see us post... Why don't you, you actually explain to us why you're triggered? Because yeah, being a little bitch and actually comment about why you don't agree. Or how about this? Keep calm and scroll on if you really don't like it that much. Because I do that with you all the time. And you I'm know what? And, and you know what we're gonna say. You know what we're gonna say to this example. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Elon Musk built a flamethrower. It's called the Boring Company. Mm-hmm. He built a flamethrower. He told people, "Do not buy this flamethrower at all. Don't buy it." It sold out within the first couple within within like two hours. Yeah. Well, don't like and subscribe to this podcast. Do not like and subscribe. To Turn this away. Podcast. Do not leave a five star review. Do not suggest this to your friends. Don't you dare. Okay. We're doing it with uh with quotes. <laughs> all caps, like that one lady. All caps. Karens. Karens. Have you seen the Karen act? Man, that, that is so, so great. Happy. And it spelled Karens too. Yes, I'm like, oh, so happy. So for all you Karens out there, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. So we want to end this because you know you call all these different things myths. Socialism's a myth. Climate change is a myth. Zach, what are some myths you got for me? And let's just talk about them. Um, or possible. Possible myths. Possible. You know, it's my our hypothesis, per se. Like, to you, when it comes to different stories, parables in the Bible, do you necessarily agree that it is exactly as it like it is should be taken literal, where that's what it is? No, it's called a parable for a reason. Parables are like metaphors so they're not really real examples so we, are, are you asking like should every story in the bible be taken as literal yes no i mean that's just this is just my opinion and that's my opinion and i'm leaving it right here like as an example when it says that uh god threw a plague on uh in moses in israel remember okay so god had a there was like a famine yeah and all that and I if mean, you painted the blood on the on the door you would be you would be spared you on you think that like physically happened like just because it, it was just a it's what somebody wrote down like hearing it from other people or you kind of up in the air i it's hard that's what she said but i just i don't know man like like for instance the example of jonah and the whale I just can't believe that a whale literally swallowed Jonah because you would suffocate within like a couple of minutes. And he lived there for like, what, three days? And the stories as well in Revelation. And he just sat there and had a little campfire or something? And the stories in Revelation where it says there's a three-headed monster coming out of the sea with however many heads. Do you well, think I mean, it's going to be— pollution, that's possible. Yes. That is truly possible. Very possible. possible. Thank you, Tyson Chicken. But, yeah. and, and you know what? Thank you to all the people who just throw your plastic yeah. utensils out and ends up in turtles' noses and yeah. 
gets viral videos. For all those people that I saw that wearing, what was it got, that got up a turtle's nose that they had to pull a out? A straw. It was a straw. I felt so bad for that little thing. That's what I'm saying. So who, and all the and all the countless fishing nets that are just abandoned and just thrown out and get caught up and so all that, that shit. One person, whoever straw that was, you know who you are. Fuck you. That is truly a fuck you. That's that the first one of the night. Looks so. I know. It was, I was delayed. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, I may go back and insert just a random fuck you somewhere, but. Yeah, to whoever threw out that straw, fuck you, in case you didn't know. And if you don't know, now you know. know. Um, yeah, but like Jonah and the whale, I just can't picture him just having like a little campfire in, in the whale's stomach and just be like, and that whale going, it's a little warm down there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's like, so. Cooking up something good? Yeah, you. Oh, cool. Got He's... a fish down here. <laughs> Went fishing. Caught a fish. Caught a fish. <laughs> I got some good news. <laughs> the mushly on paper boy. <laughs> Go get some more fish for me. I'm a little hungry. I just, I can't picture like that being actually happening. I see it as a metaphor for like. Why you shouldn't obey know, what what your calling yeah, is or something, yeah, you know? Don't. If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, would you capture it? Or, or would you let it slip? Jonah almost let his moment slip. But that's a good metaphor. Do I think really there was a whale that just... I don't know. Uh, There was a good explanation that I read about when Moses parted the Red Sea. It was talking about certain tides. Strong eastern wind, right? Yeah. There's certain tides at certain times of the year that would leave uh, the Red Sea almost able to travel completely across. And so... That's almost a little scientific, huh? It's almost like science and Christianity. Exp- no, 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 no. Everything that happened exactly, there's science is just completely out of it, and there, that's fake out of the news, question. Fake news, fake news. So, let me, like, as an example, it's you, all a liberal conspiracy made up by Nancy Pelosi. What do you say to the people that say, you know, what science and religion is and Christianity is does not coexist it's either everything that god said happened happened in the bible everything that next time that you have a life threatening disease i want you to not go to the hospital okay i want you to not go to the hospital because science is what's going to heal your ass medicine you know when you come down with the rona because you're you're not wearing your mask you're not wearing your mask and you can't be told by government over you're not a sheeple then i want you to just sit at home and pray and prayers are good, but, but and prayers these without action, action is mm, worse. There you go. Yeah, Rawhide. Rawhide. Um, Roadhouse. Um, yeah. Science. God gave us reason, reasoning abilities for a reason. And that was it, right there. Science. Science. But what about people that say, you know what, the whole science aspect? Like you, it doesn't coincide with religion. That's what I don't like. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm just still kind of stuck on that. You know. I feel like, you know, like evolution and science or in hit in Christianity, religion in general, they can coexist. Evolution can be used to explain Christianity, um, because you know. Because Christianity think, has 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 evolved from the amount of numbers of people. If you want to get technical, yeah. 
because it's just mathematically impossible for us to have the population we have today for the earth to only be eight to 10,000 years old. It's impossible. And what about like the fact that do you, do you necessarily believe that it was the start of it was Adam and Eve for say, it was just two people. You think two people was able to populate from there to there to there all in a matter of it was mathematically impossible for us to have for us to have the number of people we have today. But what about people that says God said it? So you know what? It it happened. Well, you have your right to your opinion and I have the right to mine. And I have reasoning and logic and evidence to back mine up. What do you have? Just a book. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying be open-minded enough to consider alternate ways for us both to reach the same conclusion. You know? Because at the end, everybody lives and everybody dies, you know? Yeah. Like, and, you know, Christianity, in my opinion, and this is going back to the Christian Christian socialism, for me, I'm not just hoping for that great beyond. I'm not just functioning here. Yeah, well, I feel like Christianity calls us to be those agents of change while we're alive, and then when you die, you reap those rewards for what you do on earth. That's the version of Christianity that I choose to believe in. I'm not just sitting here existing and waiting to die so that I can go to heaven. You, when people here, say, "What about like as an example?" When people say, "I'm just biding my time here," it's just it's just. It, well, for for whatever it, we're we're just biding our time. It's it's so short. Why not make the most of what well, you have here? I think so. That way, yeah. The God if, I believe in would be ashamed of you because because you're you're, you're ruining life. your gifts. You're given gifts. Everybody has certain gifts and characteristics that make them special and unique. Or else so you wouldn't why be alive. Sit there and waste them when you see every fucking day children being ripped from their families, starving. And going without, but you're okay with that because you're just biding your time until you get to go to heaven. So what are you going to do? Are you think that those little kids right there won't be in heaven one day either? It's like, well, so why should they suffer now when you can do something about it? Uh, you know, the homeless that you see every single day when you're driving by and you just ignore them. Would God want you to ignore them? I'm guilty of it because I haven't had my coffee yet. So I'm not pleasant. But, you know... Think about this, even more existential. What about what about gay people? You know, aren't those human beings too? Didn't say God God tell you to love everyone as yourself? Even yet, though it's written in Leviticus, right? Well, you know, in Leviticus it also says you can stone your wife if she uh, speaks, what is it, speaks out of turn or something like that. Um, all you theologians come at me, I guess. But, um, you know... God told us to love everyone as their, as thyself. And who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? As an example, they're like, you know what? Since you commit this same sin over and over each day, you're and you're never going to change. You're going to hell. Well, we all sin every single day. I know, but they, they. What about the people that say the amount of times you do it? I sin multiple times throughout the day. You people sin without even realizing it. Exactly. So that's where I say that's a little bit of God bullshit. Says a sin is a sin is a sin. It's almost like you're just cherry picking what you want to focus in on. Just saying. Like, you willingly know that people are suffering around the world, but you do nothing about it. You're doing that every single day. What's the difference if a sin is a sin is a sin? So quit cherry-picking what you want to do. And if you don't like it, fuck you. Fuck you up the ass. Okay? So, 
No, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. How are we supposed to ever love thy neighbor as thyself if we can't? Oh, it's not, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself unless you are blah, 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 blah. A, B, C, D, yeah. Yeah, it's just love thy neighbor. You unless know? you're a straight white man. Those are the only people that are actually truly loved. But, you know, us white men, we're so discriminated against. We have the hardest life. Shit. Okay. But anyway. Imagine the people in the Kenyan villages. Right. Who right. has no access to health care. This is another example that I think is interesting. Consider, this is what I've always thought about. You're living in the Amazon rainforest. In one of those tribes that have never come into contact with... The outside world. Yeah, the outside world at all. You've just all only known your little village. First off, dear God, I would be miserable. But... <laughs> How would you? Would your little forehead be sweating up a storm. I would be pouring sweat. I would smell like asshole. The asshole of an asshole. Do they go to hell? Yeah, I went there. I went there. I mean, so tell me. I would. I, would I guess they haven't heard the message. They ha okay. Yeah, to all those people that say the Bible is literal, they haven't heard the gospel. But can you damn them to hell? even though they haven't had the opportunity. So what makes those aborted babies that you want to protect so bad go to heaven, but somebody that has not had the opportunity to hear, they're both in the same boat. Now, mind you, you you'll care about the babies whenever, you know. You love that baby until it leaves the mother's womb, and then you don't give two flying fucks about it. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Republicans. I'm calling all you pro-life people out in Alabama that's about to vote for Tommy Tuberville because he's pro-life. Well, you know what? Tommy Tuberville, if he was truly pro-life... Get you would, a job. He gave me... What the fuck has he given anybody? No, what, 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 what was it that... Did you see that thing He uh, whenever he got rushed on? Uh, some Auburn fans were uh, shitting on him. He said, go get a job. Go get a job. <laughs> like, fuck you, Tommy Tuberville. That's my second fuck you of the night. But to all you pro-life people, if you're truly pro-life, you're going to give a shit about that baby once it leaves. So you're not going to cut welfare and social safety net programs like Tommy Tuberville claimed. You're going to be anti-death penalty, which Tommy Tuberville is pro-death penalty. You're going to provide health care to people so that they can actually live. He wants to repeal Obamacare. I just, well, what are you going to replace it with? Well, we're going to repeal it Obamacare. Well, that's great. What the fuck are you going to do for those? Are, you, are they going to be? Are, are they going to? Are they going to have any pre-existing conditions? Even does that mean also if you have COVID too? Only if you have COVID, you have a pre-existing condition. Then, so all of you, uh, what is it? Seven point eight million Americans that now have had COVID, you are now have a you now have a pre-existing condition, and you will not have health care. Why don't you ask your little Lord and Savior Jesus, uh, Donald Trump, Trump, Jesus Trump, Jesus Trump, Big Daddy Trump, Big Daddy. Big Daddy, Big Daddy Wig, what you gonna do? Okay? <laughs> no, it's Big Daddy Trump. Big Daddy, big, hey, hey, Big Daddy, it's Big Daddy Trump. So yeah, what? Ask him what you're gonna do. So yeah, fuck you, Tommy Tuberville. You know what? I could have a little bit of respect for you. I'd still not respect you, but I'd have a little bit of respect for you if you had clear policy positions, not just I'm gonna lick Trump's ass. Okay, that's literally. I mean, kiss his ass. Excuse me. Cheeks. Those cheeks and everything, those hairy red cheeks. No, no they're not hairy. They're smooth as a baby's bottom. Smooth as a baby's butt. And you know what? He gets Eric Trump to wax them daily. And you know, <laughs> you know what? They're just the flattest little thing. They have no no, no shape or texture. They're or nothing. convex, not concave. <laughs>
<laughs> he sits on like a like a pin cushion whenever he sits. You know what I mean? He sits on... <laughs> I mean, whenever he tries to meet his pants, like they just they just cave in. He has no cheeks, no love cheek how structure. Huge his suits are like we know you're a little chubby, Donald. It's okay. I know you've been eating too much KFC and McDonald's. It's okay. You don't have to wear those huge suits to hide it. It's okay. It's stressful being president. Most people stressy. It's okay. Hey man, Obama was came in the house with all normal hair. He came out all gray headed. I mean, dealing with Mitch McConnell for twelve or eight years, I would too. He looks like he's fucking dead. He looks like he's dead and stuffed. Mitch McConnell. Jesus, have you seen him? Yeah. Did you see how he's, his hand's blue? His hand is blue. His lips are blue. He looks like he hasn't had a... He looks like a vampire that's been... Uh, Kept in the shelf. <laughs> it's like a vampire that hasn't had a fix in about a week. <laughs> he's like, I just need some. I need some. Where's Nancy Pelosi and all that Castro's blood they got to hear about? <laughs> Like, gee, I don't know. I don't know. We're not going to pass health care. <laughs> what are these entitlements? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, black people. <laughs> That's literally Mitch McConnell. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I'm going to, I'm, all right. So I'm going to, I'm about, I'm about to throw you a little curveball at this. So do you think, that the Democratic Party puts black people against each other when they say you're really going to vote that way. Whenever you, you know what I mean, do you think, I think they, the Republican Party is trying to split? Like as an example, like no, 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 no. Like as an example, like black people who vote for Donald Trump versus black people who vote for Joe Biden. Like you know what I mean? Well, when it's clear that one party has the best interest for a community and one party is against a community. Yeah. They're using like, uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but Kanye West, I feel like is divisive to the black community because. Well, no, no. So like you, have you seen the most recent uh, Joe Rogan experience? You know, shout out. I've seen a, I've seen a few of the clips from, can, can, you know what? You just want to rub Joe Rogan's head too. Don't you? It is so bald and so. Oh, dramatic. dude! I'm like, you come here. I literally think it's like rubbing a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no. It, I think it's like rubbing a cotton ball. A is cotton that smooth? <laughs> he, and you know, it has. You like know, his it head. Would be like you, the best acid trip ever. You know what? You know, <laughs> All five hundred million dollars worth of it. And you know what? The best part is, is the fact that <laughs> his head is so. It is reflective off light. <laughs> like polish and everything. You know, like when you have those epiphanies in life, I feel like if I touched his head, I would meet God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why he only lets certain people in on his podcast. And God would be a woman. <gasps> Ooh. You got me. Ooh. But when you were going back to the point about Trump. Half of Alabama just shit their pants. Oh, I know. <gasps> but let me ask you this. When we're going back to the fact about the whole Kanye thing, like what what is it your what's – your, what's your view on what he stands for or what, or what he – your honest opinion of the guy. He, he wrote great music. He, some things I understand where he's coming from. Um, the United States, white culture, white community, the white community, they appropriate a lot of black culture, i.e. rap music. But yet when it comes to saying black lives matter, they can't do that. So you don't mind buying up all the albums, downloading all the 
uh, going to the concerts rap, or hip hop concerts, all that. You'll go to the concerts, but then they start saying, "Oh, well, Black Lives Matter too," and you're like, "Oh no, no, e I well, all lives matter, you know, because we all come from the same person." Well, no, no. If you're, you know, you don't mind profiting off of our off the black community, but you then can't support the black community. So you understand where he's coming I get from. Where he's coming from, from that. But then, like other things, I feel like it's just helping to divide up the black community. Why? Why you say that, Mike? Like, well, hey, he's he's running as a Republican, and the Republican he's going to run as a Democrat. Huh? He, he's running as a Democrat in twenty twenty four. Okay, I want to get through twenty twenty first, but people are still voting for him now, and you know he's he's running for a party that is actively against. The head, the head of the Republican Party, is the president. President Trump has gone on record as saying Black Lives Matter are terrorist organizations. He said he has not come out. It took him multiple attempts before he came out against uh, white supremacists. He has. What has he done for the black community in his four years? Well, he's got the platinum plan now, which is wonderful, but. If you really cared about the black community, why did you wait till a month before the election to put through this wonderful plan? Why to get him in the next, first, huh? To get him in the next, just like Obama did with uh, with some of the way he did. Why didn't know what I'm saying is Donald Trump's been president four years now. Yeah. Why did he not do it right when he came into office? He had complete Republican control of the House and Senate. He said he was having to clean up Obama's Fuck mess. You and the fact that, that and the fact that Obama was like North Korea's bitch. What? Like the fact that Kim Jong Un, you know what I mean? Like the fact no. that because it because it mentioned that Donald Trump almost went to nuclear war with Kim Jong Un in 2018 when he was president. Uh, Barack Obama left him a thriving economy that was on an upward trend, and if anybody that knows fucking economics would know that economics don't you have trends that don't just change overnight. Obama left him a thriving economy that Donald Trump rode the coattails of until the. Rona hit, and now it cratered. So our last topic is, it's going to be just a short, sweet, to the point. That's what she said. No, it's not actually. But yeah, it's, it's, you got to add about another six and a half, seven minutes on that. He said sorry. <laughs> so how would you incorporate generational wealth to the African-American community or minority communities? All right. So, starting off, generational wealth. Generational wealth. This is how you, we first. You have to build have to up. Build it. You, you have, have to, to no, build, no, build it. up. Yeah, this thing called baby bump. We're on a we're on a roller coaster right now, and we're just heading up the hill right now. Baby bonds. So every single child in America that's born, not just of the black community, of every single American child that is born in the United States, is given a twenty five thousand dollar bond when they're guaranteed and it up until when it accrues every year up until they turn 18 and if it keeps up with the rate of inflation by the time they turn 18 and graduate high school it'll be worth around 60 to 70 thousand dollars that can be used at when they turn 18 to either pay for their college how do you get that money though how does it accrue well so it's a government bond so i'll get to how they pay for it in a second okay so when you graduate high school you can either use it to pay for college 
do a have startup money for a business like we were talking about earlier, or you can use it as a down payment on a house or buy a house. Well, and then I'm going to counteract you with that and say, what about the people that just blow it? Well, that they're putting money into the economy. That is 70 grand that's going into the economy and that's their own choice for all you libertarians out there. But how do you pay? Hashtag shout out Joe. So how do you pay for it? By cutting off one simple loophole with the millionaires and billionaires, you can literally fund this each year because it would cost about $150 billion a year. So by cutting off one simple loophole, which is in the tax code, um, for how millionaires and billionaires get out of paying certain taxes on property or uh, capital gains, that would pay for it, more than pay for it. So that is how you build generational wealth. It helps everyone, but it specifically helps the communities that have been left behind. Minorities. Minority communities. That is how you build generational wealth. That is how you truly start to help those less fortunate that are living beneath the poverty lines at every fucking time people have tried to help. There has been some kind of backlash that has caused them to get to the point where we literally have the average four person white family is worth $171,000 in average wealth today. And the average four person black family is worth $17,000. That is fucking messed up. And that is wrong. So let me ask you this. Do you think that you should also advertise in the minority communities, parents staying together instead of just having kids out of wedlock or, or, you know what I mean? Like advertising the parents influence that way. They don't turn to life of crimes and, and, and the street life and all that shit. Well, you could also advertise doing away with mass incarceration, which has ripped families apart for generations now because mass incarceration has affected disproportionately men of color that's a good way to counteract turn up the families that's how you counteract it by doing away with fucking laws like uh dealing with drug simple drug laws and stuff like that you shouldn't go to prison for a plant there's your fucking logo or slogan right there and logo yeah either way that's how you solve the family crisis in this country in my opinion but also you said you would do what else along with that? Well, yeah, doing away with mass incarceration. Fight, that's what I just said. No. Doing away with the laws that have put men of color in prison disproportionately. And what else would you family. do away with? To For what? Just in general? Yeah, or? just in general. You said you, you, you were talking about mass incarceration. Doing else? away with family separation. That's a good start right there. You know, just because somebody crosses some imaginary border that they're trying to escape to put their families in a better position and to save their families literally from death in most cases. So, but as an example, are you, are you also validating the fact that you should have an open border that whoever comes and goes is, I'm not saying should, you should have an open border. Well, well then what's, what do you incorporate then? And I'm just going to just fire one at okay. you. What, what do you, what would you incorporate? Line, uh, immigration system. We wouldn't have this border crisis. No, but I'm just saying like, how would you protect from people trying to cross over illegally is what I'm getting at, getting at you. I mean, honestly, you can't just let people. You can't. We should have like European. Have the European Union. They have open borders, but you don't see people having terrorist attacks all the time in Europe. In Europe, the European Union, they have open borders. Anybody can travel from country to country. You have identification, and that helps boost trade. 
So you're advocating for open borders. I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying it's an interesting idea. I, we have a broken system. How do you – okay, well we then – We have a lack of bold, visionary ideas. Is it visionary or is it the fact that you don't want okay, the wrong right. people coming in? You And I will say I do – I'm not yeah, Trump. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I get you don't want people coming in. Yeah, if you have a more streamlined process, though, it would help. You can solve that. Just like the TSA prevents people with bombs and all that getting but on you, But you realize airplane. how much Steph still gets by them, though, you know. Well, there's That's no broken, perfect, too. Okay. There's no perfect system. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you want, as an example, if you want the borders to be open, you want people from traveling from the Middle East, from all over. And as an example, you don't think people would have 9-11 you know, phobia. You, you do realize that open borders doesn't mean that it's just open season like, on the borders. It doesn't mean like that. you can just travel in. Like, no, it doesn't mean that at all. Well, then, well, then, what does it mean then? It means that there's an actual system in place to process these people to travel to and from. It doesn't mean that you have to sit there and wait for 15 years to get immigration status. It means that you know families aren't separated for seeking asylum. It provides adequate funding to fix that issue, and instead of wasting money on a wall which walls do not work, you have money spent on providing a efficient and just system. Okay. There are no walls throughout Europe, and they have open borders, and it seems to be working pretty fucking fine. Okay, but as an example, how would you keep the, the wrong people from coming in is what you I'm have, asking. Just like with uh, background checks, you have a decent system to— And how, how would you get people background. that try and smuggle drugs and everything across the border? And what about even on the coasts and everything? Legalize, if you legalize marijuana, there's your first big issue right yeah, there. Yeah, but then but then the cartels and the people that sell drugs immediately go to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, you know. Do they, though? Yeah. And, I mean, if we have adequate border security. That's what I'm saying. But you want open borders, though. Just because you have open borders doesn't mean you have you don't have border security. You still have border security. When you say open. the humans that are trying to cross. They have the ability to do so if they please and have the right paperwork to cross at a actual checkpoint. Right. But I'm I'm whenever I'm thinking of that, I'm thinking of like you know how like in like Yeah, open borders doesn't just mean like there's a door that's open and you just crawl walk across. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. That's called fear mongering propaganda that you've heard. So when you do your research, you see that it doesn't mean all these people in Europe that travel back and forth, they still have to go through the border uh, checkpoints like any normal thing. Like if I was to cross into Canada right now, I could do that. We have open borders in Canada. You realize that? If I want to go to Mexico, I can do it. So all it's saying is that if people choose to travel back and forth, they can. And if they want to set up residency in other areas, they can. So that means... That, you know, they, it's just, it's a lot more efficient. It's, I, I, could, I mean, that would be a 45-minute episode right there. So I'm trying to keep it simple. But, yeah, if they can do it in Europe, why can't they do it here? Does it necessarily open up trade in a sense? Like, how? How, how was it? I mean, look at all the thriving economies. Where are they located? Europe. The number one country, according to Forbes, for all you fact checkers, the number one country for business is Denmark. 
which is a democratic socialist country. For the but Republic. you got to look at the size of it. No, it's per capita, per capita, which means, you know, per capita means per a selected group. That's how you keep things even across the board by rating countries and all that is per capita. Um, the U.S. ranks 18th in business. So that's still, but even though to be the size we are, that's kind of bad. But at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, that's at 18 out of how many countries? That's pretty good. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Denmark is a democratic socialist country. They're doing better than us. But I thought socialism in any forms doesn't work. And capitalism was the end-all, be-all. Do you know where the most pure capitalist country is? Hong Kong. Do you know that Hong Kong, one in five people, lives below the poverty line? Do you know what? They have a 90% pure capitalist country. The U.S. has 78% pure capitalism, which means another 22% of our economy is fixed or more socialist tending, like with Social Security and all that. And the second country... Shout out FDR. We never, we never even got FDR. into that. I oh, know. God love you, FDR. Um, the second country, second-ranked country was Singapore at like 88% or at 90%, I think. Something like that. That's why it's poor. And one in five people live below the poverty line, and they have to rely on government welfare to help people just survive. So pure capitalism isn't the answer. You need government regulation to keep people from just – to keep businesses from just uh, preying and exploiting their workers. So that's my rant and a half. Indeed. So anyway – um, and that's another episode that we could cover for a whole episode on income inequality and exploit exploitation of workers. But the next time you hear this an another episode, we may be two days from a new president. That's it's all rigged though. It's all rigged. Mail in voting. Mail -in Show voting. up in person. Show up in person and vote, even though I did a mail in ballot. It's okay. But what's good for me is not good for you. I voted in Florida, a swing state. Oh, it's weird. I, you know, earlier said that my residence was in New York, but I changed it to Mar-a-Lago because I can, because I've done a job. So anyway, uh, let us know what you think about this episode, Christian Socialism. And you know what? Give I, us. I just want to say because no, no. I feel like somebody shits their pants every time I say Christian and socialism together. And but you know what? The main thing is, if you have evidence on why your fact is right, why not share it so that way yeah, we want to hear from you. We, I want to know if you think I'm wrong. I want to know why. And most people think you're going to be full of shit. Good, because I am. I need to go. No, anyway. Um, no, I want to hear why you think I'm wrong. I mean, you're going to be wrong, but I'll still hear you out. Damn. I'll still hear you out. And then I'll tell you why you're wrong again, and it may go over your head, but I'll keep trying. I'll keep <laughs> you're going to keep trying. That's all that matters. But you know what? They may say, you know, he's crazy, and he's a one of them there millennials, but damn, he kept trying. He kept trying. For every inch of his hair that he lost, he kept trying. He persevered. For, for every inch that keeps on falling back. Hey, if, if uh, Stephen A. Smith can keep doing it with his hairline, so can I. You know, I, don't know, I was about to say. Let me tell you. <laughs> and you know, it's the best spot. You know, it's the best part is like some of the he just talks out his ass majority of the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know. But of course, that's how he's making millions a year. But seeing him in that little cowboy hat, 
It's just wonderful. <laughs> and seeing him with his goatee shaved is mm-hmm. even better. He looks like literally a, like a fingernail. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you know, that one time where I accidentally shaved off my beard. And it was like the most depressing week of my life. Because I literally looked like a what? A thumb. Like a thumb. <laughs> like those thumbs off of uh, Spy Kids. Yes, yes. Pulling yes. the thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I looked like a thumb. But not my thumbs. Because, you know, I don't have thumbs. Like they are. The thumbnails. Thumbnails. I don't have a thumbnail. You're just like uh, just an inanimate object. You're just a little thumb. They're just there. They're there for a little. You're just hanging. <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe. And for button. God's sakes, take a hit on the Texas torpedo. Leave us a review of how it was hitting that Texas torpedo. Let us know. And, and better yet, just let us know if we're just full of shit. We want to hear about all your shittiness. So anyway, until next week, Zach, take us out. Changing your perspective each episode at a time. Y'all have a great weekend.